0: Blob Talk Radio
1: Welcome to the Pet Place Radio Show I'm Marie Hewlett, and as always, I'm joined by my handsome hubby, Jeffrey Isbell, and my beautiful and creative daughter, Ariana Isbell, who is also our Pet Place vegan chef. Hi, everybody! (laughs) First, I want to apologize to all the faithful Pet Place show listeners out there who have been wondering why we've had such a long break. As many of you know, I'm finishing up my doctoral degree and have had a pretty intense schedule between working full-time, going to school full-time, and trying to make even more time for animal activism, but the good news is... I am defending my dissertation in March and will graduate in May. Yay! (laughs) If all goes as planned, anyway. It
2: will. Yeah,
1: so I will be able to devote a (laughs) a lot more time to promoting animal causes in the very near future.
2: Yeah, but just because you haven't heard our voices as much as you would expect doesn't mean we aren't constantly promoting pet adoptions from shelters and animal causes. Why, just today on Facebook... Now anyway, but yeah. we do that pretty much every day and always will.
0: And I have been working in my test kitchen trying out new humane and vegan recipes for the show, and in fact, I've got one ready for you today a little later in the program.
2: I'm so glad you cleared that up. I thought you said human recipes. And I always think that. <laughs> anyway,
1: veganism not cannibalism. <laughs> yeah.
2: It's a small oh difference boy. but it matters.
1: Yeah okay and we're out of control as I suspected after such a long break but today I wanted to talk about something kind of serious. Um, it's about pet loss because my old producer Mike Johnson from KJazz recently lost his precious Amber Good Dog who we talked about regularly mm. on the show in the past and I know this is a very difficult time for him. Yeah. Amber was part of his family, and he was so proud of her and all her crazy antics. And I want to extend heartfelt condolences to Mike and his family as they navigate through this very tough period. And for people who love animals and who truly embrace them as part of the family, pet loss is no different than losing any other loved one. That's right. We lost two of our old kitties during the summer, and it was really hard. I don't
0: think most people understand, and some people will even make light of the death of a pet or just tell you to get another. But I can tell you this. No pet will ever replace my Momo, who was my best friend since I was eight years old. I picked him out myself from the Irvine Animal Shelter, and he was my kitty. I still get choked up when I think I'll never see him again.
2: Well, we also lost Joby a little Siamese cat who was probably never meant to live on Earth. She was born, and I use that term loosely, in an animal shelter. Her mother failed to remove her birth sack, and when she was discovered, she was nearly dead and not expected to survive that night. We fostered her from the beginning, giving her kitty CPR during the many times she stopped breathing during her first weeks of life. And she ended up having quite a lot of health problems, Mm -hmm. so we adopted her and took care of her all of her life, which was a pretty happy one, even though it was filled with health problems.
1: Our family does a variety of things to cope with pet loss, and since all pet lovers go through this at some point, we thought we'd share what we do. First, you should know that if you own your own home, it is legal to bury a pet in your own backyard. Just don't dig so deep that you hit underground cables and lines. And if you are concerned about that, you can always call your local utilities to find out the locations of areas where you shouldn't be digging. We have a special tree in our own backyard where we've placed our family pets over the years.
2: Yeah, what's great about that is when the trees get flowers, you can really appreciate the circle of life and remember your pets. There are also some cremation services that will actually... Add your pet's cremains to a large pot, and then plant a special tree of your choice. It's it's a really nice memorial option.
0: We also paint garden stones with pictures of our pets and the dates they were with us. This was really important to me when I was a little girl, and it's still important to me now. I'm glad my parents never discounted my feelings over the years when one of our pets died, because pet loss is usually the first type of family loss that a child experiences, and it really needs to be handled with love and respect.
1: It's always nice when extended family have old photos of the pet who passed and share them and their memories. It really helps us to heal, and I, I think it would help everybody to heal to have that kind of support.
2: Well, healing is important. You might think it's something that just happens, but you know it's it's worth putting a little effort into it because once you do heal, and your heart is ready to allow a new pet inside, then a new chapter can open. Not to replace the pet that died, but to honor its memory by sharing your love with another pet who needs you. Unfortunately, there will always be pets who need you.
0: In fact, last month we decided we were ready to adopt a new kitty and brought little Teddy home. (laughs) I had forgotten what it was like to have a kitten in the house. It's definitely fun, but I've had to get used to the fact that kittens love to play and they are
1: constant energy that's connected to teeth and claws.
2: Yeah, get out the Neosporin.
1: (laughs) Yeah, and little Teddy is right here with us as we're recording the show right now. and He is awfully adorable. He wants to know
2: what's going on.
1: (laughs) Anyway, for Mike and all our listeners who may be currently dealing with pet loss, we'd like to share an interview we had with Lisa Brambilla, the creator of urns and the truly special options pet parents have to help preserve the memory of their pet.
3: Hi there, Lisa. Hi, Marie. How are you? I'm doing
1: really well. You know, I had such a nice time chatting with you at Pet Expo a while back. And you came up and, and dropped off some some documents about a company that you started called My Eternal Family Tree. Was that
3: right? That is right. It's My Eternal Family Tree, and we are the creators of a biodegradable urn that is called BioEarn.
1: I just love it. The thing that is so cool about this, and it's so... Just ingenious is family tree when you're talking about dogs, and I can't mm-hmm. help it. I'm smiling, and I know I shouldn't be, but the fact of the matter is, if you have a pet that you love that's made you smile your whole life, and you come across a product like this, your bio urn, which essentially you can put your pet's. Uh, cremains into it, is that correct?
3: That is correct, yes.
1: And then and you also have a tree that goes with it and you plant
3: it. Right, we actually on our website have over 35 different trees and wow. flowering shrubs that folks can choose from. And the first step is basically putting in their zip code so that they can uh, be recommended to a list of trees that will thrive in their particular area. Oh, making fantastic. This an awesome gift for somebody who might have a loss across the United States on the other side where you might not know. What tree would work for them? Oh, that is great. So you can get
1: a beautiful flowering tree, and when you plant it in your backyard or your front yard, or maybe even a park if you have permission, every time you go past and it's blooming and looking gorgeous, you'll get a smile and your heart will go pitter-patter and you'll remember all the wonderful times that you've had with your pet. And you were saying it, it helps people especially children, understand the circle of
3: life. It does. You know, I found my own experience was one that, that actually opened my eyes to a different uh, win-win proposal with this product that I didn't even think of when I was developing it. And uh, it's a short story, so I'll make it brief, but it really is poignant. Our son was born uh, when we already had a 5-year-old pet who was our child prior to having him. Uh, our son Mm -hmm. and uh, that dog grew up uh, as a member of our family and really was side by side with him as he grew so our dog Maka helped him learn how to walk and when they went to the park they'd always go together and when we lost her he was seven years old and her urn sat on the mantle and every time he'd walk by her urn even though we have four pets in our household now uh, and a very big uh, family filled with four-legged furry kids. He would always kind of look a little melancholy and look at me and say, Mom, I miss Maka. Aww. And then when we developed the bioworm we filmed the how-to cremated remains. Mm-hmm. And now every time he does yard work and he's in the backyard by her tree, he looks at me and smiles. He goes, Mom, look at how well Maka's tree is doing and thriving. Aww. And all of a sudden it, it turned that really sad kind of I miss my dog feeling to one that he just is watching the circle of life. And and I saw that as something that would really help a family, especially one with small children. Pet loss is a very traumatic experience, and bringing Mm -hmm. a new pet into the household might actually scare a child when they've already experienced that loss, thinking, you know, I know how this is going to end. But if they see the first pet as a growing tree and a thriving tree, then when the new pet enters their household, you know, they'd be bringing that new pet over to the, the tree, the memorial tree for their previous pet, saying, look at the maca or look at our past pet and you're know, maybe even sitting under the tree with their new pet.
1: That is awesome. You know, losing a pet is generally the first experience That most children have with losing someone that they love And Mm -hmm. all too often people try and tell a kid It's just a dog, it's just a cat, it's just a guinea pig And they discount the child's feelings And it makes it so that child doesn't learn how to deal with their own grief Because their own grief is trivialized And it just gets bottled away and turned into really negative of feelings that are never addressed. And I always tell people who have children who have gone through pet loss to let their child grieve and to validate those emotions, let them know that it's okay to feel sad and to feel the loss, have a little ceremony in the backyard or wherever where you say a few things to remember your pet. And this is just such a great way to do that, to plant the tree out in your backyard and to just have that special memorial there for your child to deal with his feelings. I agree. And, and, you know,
3: we also offer dwarf trees so if someone is living in a condominium, or let's say that they want to grow that tree a little closer to them inside or on their patio, oh, okay. uh, or they're a renter and they don't want to leave the tree behind,
1: mm-hmm. the bio
3: urn is small enough that it actually can be planted in a decorative planter and uh, taken with you when when uh, you move uh, to a new location. Or again, if if you're uh, living in a high-rise, it doesn't limit you from using a bio urn. You can grow a dwarf tree right there on your lanai.
1: Oh, that is
3: great. How
1: long did it take you to from the development stage to where you were actually making this available?
3: It took me probably about, uh, I think the the development of the actual vessel that that holds the cremated remains is what took me the longest amount of time because I, I looked at what was available out there, and there were actually no product that would hold the entirety of the cremains. And as a pet lover, I have an entire mantle that is filled with not only my family members, being Italian, I have a very large family, But also, I learned that one of our family members um, was in hospice, and uh, his wishes were to uh, have his cremated remains split into uh, a multitude of of these wooden boxes that he had painted, and each of us in the family were to get one. Well, there's three of us in our family, and when I learned that we were getting three boxes of cremated remains, I looked at my mantle and I thought, uh uh-oh. I either need a bigger mantle or I need to come up with a solution to this problem because you know, the longer that, that we live and the more family members that, that go on and, and pets who, who cross the rainbow bridge that mantle is getting filled with urns and and I don't want I didn't want to be the crazy urn lady so <laughs> I thought let's let's think of something that's thoughtful and memorable and, and respectful and pays tribute to that human animal bond mm-hmm. and and so I looked at so many different things. And all of a sudden, the Navajo basket really spoke to me, and I I got what they call in Hawaii chicken skin. I got the the goosebumps all over my arms. And I thought, when that happens, I know I've found it. And so I started experimenting with all different kinds of ways of making this basket, And I developed the BioWern is actually cotton cording that is hand-sewn, and uh, the basket, each one is individually made and sewn right here in California, and it holds the entirety of the cremated remains. And the BioWern kit comes with everything a person will need except for the yard in which to plant it in or the the, uh, decorative container and the shovel to dig the hole. Everything else comes in your BioWern kit, and we include a uh, cotton cremains bag that is also biodegradable so the veterinarian can put all the cremated remains directly into the bag so the, the pet parent never even has to look at it if they don't want to see it. Or if they prefer, they can pour the cremated remains into the bio urn. And then we also include soil with nutrients. And then we encase the tree. Once they pick it, uh, they've chosen the tree that they'd like to grow as a memorial tree for their pet, we actually encase it in a material that's full of nutrients and, and very finely sifted clay. And we call it a seed bead. And that actually keeps the tree seed dormant until it's planted and gotten wet. So once the remains enter the the bio urn and then the soil, and then the seed bead on top, it's covered with soil in the garden and watered, and you just keep it in the sun. And usually between six to eight weeks later, your memorial tree will start to sprout. Oh, that is awesome. Can I ask you how much these cost? Well, they're priced according to the size, and the size uh, is based on the weight uh, at the time of loss, so our extra smalls are for our pets that are, are quite small, like our guinea pigs are our, our little uh, miniature pets. Uh, and they are $159, and that's including shipping. That's okay. for the entire BioWarn kit. Okay. And the very largest of pets, which would be a Great Dane or a Mastiff or a Conic Carso, would be
1: uh, $239. Okay. Again, you can pick the type of tree that works best for your environment.
3: Absolutely. And you know many people at the Pet Expo expressed to me a concern of, what if the tree dies? And uh-huh. we actually have a very nice warranty with our product that if the tree does not thrive for whatever reason, uh, whether it be natural or, or whatever, you just contact us and we'll send you a replacement seed bead. And if yet again we try and, and we don't have success, we might change to another tree. But we will keep working with our customers until they have their tree growing. Even have- our most brown thumbs <laughs> will have a tree. <laughs> <laughs> you,
1: you have to just make sure that you go with the seed and you know tell everybody how to do it. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Absolutely, the the kitchens, and we also have a step-by-step video on our website. And I'm always available, so if somebody oh, wants nice. to ask me a question about how to plant it, they can always call our toll-free number, and um, and I'll uh, I'll walk them right through it. What is
1: the toll-free number?
3: Our toll-free number is eight seven seven. Three seven zero one one six six. Excellent. And your website? www.myeternalfamilytree.com.
1: Wonderful. And we're
3: also on Twitter at BioEARN, and we're on Facebook at My Eternal Family Tree. Thank you, Lisa.
1: This has been wonderful speaking with you this morning.
3: Thanks, Marie. And I hope all of your listeners uh, will visit our website and our Facebook page and, and share it with their friends.
0: That really is a cool idea for honoring the life of a pet. I especially like the idea of having a potted plant that I can take with me if I move.
2: Well, unfortunately, not every pet has a loving home. Which brings us to... Animals in in the News! news. You know, that's what they ask me to do. (laughs) In preparation for the 2018 FIFA World Cup, the Russian government has contracted a Canine Death Squad to shoot and poison up to 2 million street dogs and cats in the 11 cities that are hosting soccer matches. How nice. That's awful. Like the mass killing of street dogs before the Sochi Olympics, Russia will once again solve its pet overpopulation with violence instead of humane methods. The lethal eradication plan was exposed to the Russian public via leaked state contracts allocating funds to exterminators across the country. The Russian government's official stance is that they are doing this to ensure security and a pleasant stay and to present a good image to visitors from participating countries. Hey, how about that good image? A Change.org petition has been started to appeal to the Russian government to use the funds allocated for extermination to improve shelters and help the many organizations who are trying to help these animals humanely. Hopefully, The nearly one million signers will have some impact on the government's decision.
1: I sure hope so.
0: I mean, you would think they would have learned after the Olympics last time that this is not the solution that people want to be seeing. Not popular. Uh, Anyway, that really is two ends of the spectrum as far as caring for animals goes. What makes that truly interesting is this next story reveals that some humans, even in ancient times, really cared for companion animals. Scientists have recently discovered the remains of a domesticated puppy from the Paleolithic era that appears to have been sick but cared for by its people for weeks before it died. What's even more moving is the fact that it was found in a grave with the remains of another dog and a man and a woman. The researchers who found the remains stated that the burial of both people and pets together indicates that they had an emotional bond. According to one of the researchers, While it was sick, the dog would not have been of any practical use as a working animal. This, together with the fact that the dogs were buried with the people whom we may assume were their owners, suggests that there was a unique relationship of care between humans and dogs as long as 14,000 years ago. This study was published in the February 3rd Journal of Archaeological Science.
1: You know, if I could be buried with my pets, that's what I would want so see if you can make that happen Ari (laughs) you know um, it's it's a sweet and melancholy I might still
2: be around
1: yeah okay All right. you You, make that happen too yeah
2: you could ask me too
1: (laughs) okay you know that story was sweet and it was melancholy and we've talked a lot about the circle of life on this episode but I want to end our news segment on a positive note Two bald eagle hatchlings were born this week in the San Bernardino National Forest near Big Bear Lake. A large area around the nest has been closed to the public and for good reason the eagle parents would waste no time in doing whatever was needed to get you away from their babies <coughs> and <coughs>
2: <coughs> <laughs> Is
1: that the sound of an eagle? <laughs>
0: Probably not. <laughs> But I don't wanna screech on the radio,, yeah. <laughs> you did.
1: yeah. But the long long and short of it is you do not want to be in the path of an angry eagle parent. And I say that from experience. (laughs) (laughs) But the good news is you can peek in at the babies and their proud parents via a special webcam that has live, round the clock coverage of what's going on with a happy family. If you want to check it out, go to www.iws.com. I'm going to say that one more time just in case you didn't have your pen and paper handy. And you always need to have your pen and paper handy on this show, by the way. So here it is one more time. www.iws.org slash livecams.html And then click on the Big Bear Eagle Cam at Big Bear Lake. I'm looking at it right now, and it looks like either mom or dad is sitting on the babies, keeping them warm during this very cold winter condition.
2: Well, speaking of cold winter conditions, I think we could all use a recipe for a nice, hot dinner. Ari, are you all set in the kitchen?
0: I sure am. Today's recipe is incredibly easy, and your dinner guests will think you're a master chef to rival Gordon Ramsay. (laughs) We're going to make roasted cauliflower with couscous salad, a name that I can assure you doesn't do the wonderful flavors justice. You're going to need one of those boxes of instant couscous with spices, a cup of plain Greek yogurt, a head of garlic, a head of cauliflower, one lemon, three tablespoons of roasted almonds, four tablespoons of tahini, two ounces of dates, two cucumbers, and a bunch of parsley. By the way, my mom is actually responsible for discovering this recipe. And I must say, it is an excellent find. As you may have noticed from the ingredients, this dish takes advantage of a lot of great Middle Eastern flavors like tahini and dates. My grandma is actually from Egypt, so she uses these often in cooking. But for some of you listeners, they may be a first. So I hope you like it. All right, so go ahead. We're going to preheat our oven to 450 degrees, then wash and dry up that head of cauliflower. Cut it vertically into one-inch slices to create cauliflower steaks. Then place them all on an oiled sheet pan and drizzle more olive oil over the top. You want to season that with salt and pepper generously, maybe a little garlic salt too, and then flip them over and do the same thing on the other side. Put the cauliflower in the oven and roast it for around 25 minutes, but maybe a little less, just until tender, and then start cooking the couscous, just following the directions on the box. Mince up the garlic into a paste, slice up the cucumber into rounds, roughly chop the parsley and the dates, and um, also be sure to remove the pits from the dates or buy them just pre-pitted. Finally, we're going to combine the yogurt, the juice of one lemon wedge, and all that delicious garlic to make the sauce. Mix the cucumber, dates, almonds, parsley, and a little bit more lemon juice, just to your taste, all together, and spread the yogurt sauce in a thin layer across the plates. You can put the roasted cauliflower on one side and then the couscous salad on the other. Season it up as you like and serve it hot. You'll be stunned at the savory flavor in this dish.
1: And you drizzled the you drizzled the cauliflower steak with the tahina, right? That's right. Wow sounds really good. I know uh, it's a time-consuming recipe, but um, it it really, I love cauliflower steaks. Yeah, it takes a little bit
0: of time to cook, you're right, but it's totally worth it.
2: Now, for those of you in the Pico Rivera or Inglewood area um, who are more inclined to eat out rather than cook, here's something to add to your calendar. Plan on visiting The Habit at either the Inglewood or Pico Rivera locations on Wednesday, February 21st, between 4 and 10, and they will donate 20% of your total bill to SPCA LA. Now, the great thing about the habit is they offer veggie burgers, and they are really delicious, so you can eat humane and help a worthwhile cause at the same time. Again, that's February 21st, between 4 p.m. and 10 p.m.
1: And while we are on the subject of marking your calendars... I want everyone to get out that old pen and paper right now because the event I'm going to tell you about is one that every pet parent should attend. It's a fire safety class about pets, and it's being offered by the Welcome Home Dog Foundation this Sunday, February 25th. Yeah,
2: some of those pets are real fire bugs. (laughs) Oh, that's not the point. No, 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 no. no. Sorry. Okay, back to
1: to the event. It's uh, February 25th from 3 to 4 p.m. at 13958 Valley View Avenue in the city of La Mirada at the corner of Rosecrans and Valley View in the Pep Boys Shopping Center. This event was prompted after one of the group's volunteers' own dogs was killed in a house fire, and she wants to make sure no one else ever experiences such a tragedy. The class is free, but of course donations to the Welcome Home Dog Foundation will gladly be accepted.
0: There are so many organizations and volunteers that are working hard to improve the lives of animals, and of course, many of the organizations we promote here on the Pet Place focus on animal adoptions. So, I want to share with our listeners some upcoming adoption events. First, Caring Friends Cat Rescue will be at the Pet Smart in Tustin at 2741 El Camino Real every Saturday and most Sundays from 2 to 5 p.m. And Canine Sprint Organization will be at the PetSmart in Brea, located at 2465 East Imperial Highway from noon to 3 p.m. every Saturday. So, whether you are looking for a dog or a cat, we've got you covered.
2: And we always like to tell you about a few individual pets that need homes who are currently in rescues or at shelters. So I'm going to begin with Babe, a female Bichon Frise mix. She is about 9 years old, a lap-sized puppy, potty trained, and loves people, including kids and other dogs. You may wonder why she needs a home given that she is so perfect. Well, her owner was recently put into an assisted living home, and she had no one among her family or friends to take care of her dog. This is a really good reminder for everyone to remember that you really need to make sure you have someone in your life who will care for your pets in the event you can no longer do so yourself. But that's off-topic right now. Let me get back to Babe. She is available through Canine Spirit Organization. And if you would like to adopt this sweet little dog, and you would if you took a look, visit caninespirit.org. That's K, the number nine, spirit, no spaces there, caninespirit.org, or email adopt at caninespirit.org, and put Babe's name in the subject area.
1: And you might be wondering if you could see the pets we talk about on the show. We actually post them all on our Facebook page, so we'll tell you a little bit about how to get there later. But in the meantime, for those of you who are interested in a more substantial dog, I have to tell you about Stella! Stella! I'm sorry, couldn't resist. She's a female American Pit Bull Terrier mix who has the uh, most amazing blue-gray coat and a smile that goes on forever. If you like dogs that smile, Stella's smile would win every time.
0: If you didn't say it, I was going to.
1: <laughs> Stella! Stella! <laughs> She's not huge for a pit bull. She's probably around 40 pounds. She is spayed. She has all of her shots. She's house-trained, gentle, and loving with adults, children, dogs, and cats. And I say that again for all of you people out there who question the lovability of pit bulls. Stella is a lover. She loves everybody. She also has been in a number of photo shoots with some racy male models, and I'm talking about the humankind. So if you happen to see those pictures on our Facebook page, please don't be offended. That's just what they sent to well, us.
2: Speaking <laughs> of those models, I-, I could have been a contender.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, you could have. <laughs> For more information about Stella, visit pugsandroses.com or email info at com. Again, put Stella's name in the subject area. There, I didn't do it that time. All right. <laughs> Alrighty. Well, I have the last adoptable
0: pet to share today. It's playful kitty, Cameron. And you have got to look at this picture. This cat is so funny. Anyway, Cameron is a young male tabby cat who loves to play. He is neutered and has All his shots totally up to date. He is available through the Animal Assistance League of Orange County. And you can reach them by calling 714-893-4393 or by emailing aaloc at aaloc.org. And by the way, all the pets we highlighted today are again on our Facebook page, our Pet Place Radio Facebook page which is www.facebook.com Pet Place Radio. So if you want to see the
1: male models or the funny animals, go there. <laughs> <laughs> yep. And if you have anything you want to share, from humane recipes to pet-related events and activities to adoptable pets, please email us at petplaceradio at and we'll either post it on social media or talk about it on the show. We also love hearing all about your pet adoption stories, so please let us know about the happy endings of your pets' tales. We select a few each week to read on the air or post on Facebook. Again, that's www.facebook.com/petplaceradio, all one word. And be sure to like our page while you're there because then all your friends will be able to see the important pet information we post. You can also follow us on Twitter, where our handle is, at ThePetPlace. So thanks for tuning in today, and we hope you'll join us again very soon for another great edition of The Pet Place Radio Show. Bye!
2: Bye! I didn't even know we were on Twitter. sad.